bees in his library? Confound it, madam, my language is most controlled. I say we take off and nuke the entire scythe for It's the only way to be sure. In a thousand years, Gandahar was destroyed. A thousand years ago, Gandahar will be saved. The spice extends life. Silent breed is people! Welcome, listener, to Spooky Star Crashed. It's kind of sort of special thing we're doing in the Halloween month. Uh, we decided to have a sort of vampire theme where we watch one movie each week and kind of guide you uh, to see if you want to watch it or not for your uh, spooky holiday. Uh, today we're talking about Nosferatu, the vampire. Uh, or as its original title is, Nosferatu Phantom der Nacht. I can't speak German, I'm so sorry. Uh, anyways, it's directed by Werner Herzog and it's from 1979. My name is Ebba. And my name is Linnea. So I uh, suggested us to watch this like quite a while ago. I think we've had it on our list and uh, movies to watch for, for some time. And... Um, it's just been an intriguing title to me, and as the name suggests, it's sort of, it's, well, it's not sort of, it is heavily inspired and taking notes from um, Nosferatu, the 1922 movie, uh, which I'm sure Linnea uh, might have, have something to say. I think you said <laughs> you, were, you might watch it also yep. before this, yep. uh, and I, I have also seen about one, but it is probably a decade ago, so my... <laughs> My remembering of that is a bit uh, is a bit uh, like a cheese, let's say, with, with the holes in it. <laughs> um, but what is what is this version of Nosferatu about? And then maybe we can get into if there are any differences that are important. You would say so. What's the what's Nosferatu all about? Um, well, I actually feel like in order to present. Uh, or introduce the 1979 version, we sort of also have to introduce the 1922 version. Good uh, point, yes. Yeah, the 1922 version was an unofficial slash unauthorized adaptation of uh, Dracula, the book mm. by Bram Stoker. And, and they sort of tried to change enough so that it wouldn't <laughs> be the same story, uh, but they still got... Um, um, like uh, I don't banned know, yeah, banned something like uh, yeah, that. Yeah, the the Bram Stoker estate mm. sort of complained about it, mm-hmm. um, <laughs> said that no, no, this is still Dracula. Um, mm. So that's sort of the, that same sort of approach to the story goes for the 1979 version that this is an adaptation of Dracula technically, but there's still enough changes that sort of makes it its own story as well, um, and it, it is essentially about. In in uh, the 1979 version, he's actually called Count Dracula, um, and he's looking for um, a new house, <laughs> essentially, uh, as you do uh, <laughs> if you're a vampire. Um, and the, the um, main character, at least in the beginning, Jonathan um, Harker was his name, right? Yes. For, yeah. Yes. Uh, he goes to to Count Dracula and says, "Oh, I have a house for you. Sign here, etc." And then you can move. 
But then Jonathan sort of figures out that oh, there's some something weird going on here, and what's these markings I have on my neck? There's just <laughs> strange things about. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you know Nosferatu or Count Dracula uh, arrives at this town where his new house is, and also where Jonathan and his wife Lucy lives. Um, and uh, horrible things happened. <laughs> yes. Um, I don't know if I want to go into more detail than that, since we're trying to keep these vampire uh, mania episodes spoiler-free, but um, it is a horror movie, you know, so you can kind of figure out what happens, I guess. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And, and I mean, if I'm say, if, if you say that it's, it's pretty much like the storyline of Dracula, then that is a spoiler. If, yes, <laughs> much, yes. <laughs> if you've seen Dracula. But I also kind of feel like that story is so... Um, I mean, it's it's been told so many times mm. in movies and, and television series that I feel like even people who hasn't even seen any of those kind of know it just from, you know, it being in the... In the in the edges of, of of media, let's say. Yeah, I mean, it's um, sort of like the the origin story for Superman or Spider Man. You know, everyone knows yeah. it, uh, even though you exactly. make new new versions of it. It's still yeah. the same tale, essentially. So, yeah. you know, you you're can, gonna you're gonna recognize a lot of it. Yes. Yeah, you can you can start start a movie in the middle of it. Like let's first let's say. Um, Bram Stoker's Dracula. You can start in the, in the middle, and as soon as you have a little bit of this sort of edge knowledge about the <laughs> Dracula, you will you will you will understand what's going on just because it's so well known. It's one of those stories, and I really feel like um, you know leaving it at that. Then, like this is the story of Dracula, but I I really um, I really enjoyed this this Nosferatu version. And I also enjoyed this movie as an homage and a reinterpretation of Nosferatu, which we have talked about is an interpretation of, of Dracula or uh, mm. f- fan <laughs> Well, well know, yeah, kind but, of. <laughs> kind of like that. Um, but I, I, I think there are some very nice things that uh, this movie gets right about telling this kind of story. Um, but what are your general thoughts on bef- before we get into some more detailed pros and cons here? Um, my thoughts are, are that, you know, this was the first time that I had seen the 1979 version, so it was a new experience mm, for me. Same here. And, yeah. and it was a very special experience. Like, the mm. atmosphere in, in this film is very... Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's very much there. <laughs> yeah, you know, I, I I see what the director is aiming for, and I think he succeeds with his his vision. Uh, and I do think that there is a huge audience out there, mm. such as yourself, I imagine, mm. um, Eba, that yes. <laughs> that really appreciate this. Uh, I have to confess that I think this movie might be for me what Dead Man was for you. Oh, no. <laughs> um, <laughs> except for maybe the, the last 30, 20 minutes or so. Those, ah. those, are, those are quite like the, la- the last few yeah. minutes. But other than that, I was kind of bored. <laughs> <laughs> well, I- I, I can understand that. And I think 
I think it's it's just it's just one of those really slow movies. Like it really, and it's kind of funny because as I was watching it this um, yesterday, I was thinking that this kind of reminds me about Vampyr that we mm. watched last week. Uh, how they're just very, they're telling the story in a very slow mm. and sort of building momentum until everything gets out in the open, kind of, mm. and, and and it's a slow descent into the horror almost. Um, and I feel like this is kind of what it is. And I, I really appreciate also appreciate the feeling of, of distance and being, um, you know, almost the isolation. Uh, and, and more specifically, because in the beginning, like you say, Jonathan Harker, he travels to um, a castle, like Count Dracula's castle. And you really get a sense of like, he's been on that horse, Jonathan, that is. He's been on that horse for, horse for a very long time. And he is just, he kind of wants, wants this whole deal over with. Like, he wants mm. to get home to his wife, who he loves very much. And and you can, you get a sense of that, of the mileage that is traveled. Mm. And also how uh, wrenching the travel back will be. Like mm, if mm. he if he gets yeah. out of the castle, it it'll take him some time as well, and he'll have to you know catch up and everything. So things like that are are very well done. And I also uh, would like to point out that I mean this I'm gonna try to keep this spoiler free, but this when I talked about the isolation, there is um, because a lot of this movie also takes place in a city, and the city gets more and more lonely let's say <laughs> because of reasons <laughs> happenings <laughs> and and just the, the the way that it's portrayed really hit it home with me mm. i mean it just felt like there's no hope and there's no uh, and the way people react to that is just also very kind of poetic and and scary and and it's just I just it just hit the notes for me, I think. Mm. Um, but absolutely, it is very slow moving, and it is um, a few a few moments. I was also bored, like absolutely, like one or two when I was like, yeah, I think I think we're done <laughs> with this scene. But so so you know, it's not it's not a complete hit for me in that way because I do think that you could have maybe cut just a little bit of the fat off and still have the same effect, mm. but. Um, I honestly couldn't say exactly where that would be, but so I can I can I can understand your your feeling of like this might have been a bit boring and how how um, it could have been your or how it is your dead man, <laughs> whereas I really appreciated it and I was hooked to it. <laughs> That's great to hear, and I would like to say that I do not think this is a bad film in any way. Like I watched this and I can tell that you know some people are really gonna enjoy this. Mm. It's really gonna be. A, attractive to them it's just not for me you know it's yeah. sometimes you know sometimes you watch a film and you go like oh that's a masterpiece and sometimes you mm -hmm. go like oh that wasn't very well done i can sort of you know then that wasn't yeah. a good uh craftsmanship there you know and sometimes mm. you just go that was well done but it wasn't for me and that, i think that was my experience with this um, exactly like that's someone else's masterpiece yes exactly not, not for me <laughs> i can i can appreciate it yeah um though there were a few moments where i thought it, it really shined um like towards the end um if we're going to talk about changes made between the 1922 mm. version and the, the the 79 version uh the ending is slightly different um not <laughs> without giving away spoilers mm. um 
this for example a person who has amnesia in the 79 version and he doesn't in the 22 version um mm. this slightly difference with with that um mm. but i think that the, the ending of the 79 version is very very strong and very emotional um yes and also in the beginning early in the film when jonathan is first traveling to uh, count dracula there is a scene when he's riding through these really beautiful mountains and, oh. and it, the music is playing a, uh, the prelude to Das Rheingold by uh, Wagner, which is my favorite Wagner mm-hmm. piece. And I was just like, mm, yes, mm. I like it. Oh, <laughs> I, nice. You know, I just heard the first few notes of that and I'm just like, mm, I know this piece and I love it. Like, yes, I'm here for it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, nice, because I, I, I'm I not a Wagner person at all, so I didn't notice that. But I mm. I will say, like, in general, I found the music very appropriate. And it really heightened the the feeling that was coming through the, the that I believe was supposed to be. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> Let's say the, the music I, I, was great. Yeah, yeah so, so so things like that. And also I would just like to mention um let's say let's call it the aesthetic of of uh, everything like, like clothing wise um like what kind of buildings they chose to to occupy the city with and and things like that um and and decorations and the kind of you know everything was just the aesthetic was very very nice very nice very beautiful and yet sad mm. <laughs> i don't know i can't find a better word but just uh, like like dampened like 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 gloomy like something will happen here something will is hanging over like a dark cloud uh yeah there's a also, sense of of hopelessness yes, i think throughout yes, the yes. big chunk of the film yes mm-hmm, absolutely and it just in, in, it's it's in everything and also i will say um i found um oh the name escapes me but i lucy the wife Yes. Yeah. Um, her clothing was strange. I did like a, <laughs> a, a lot of pieces, but well, she didn't have too many wardrobe changes, really. But she had one incredible white dress. And I think this is supposed to take place in like maybe the 1850s, 60s, thereabout. Mm. Uh, apart from wearing makeup, which I can appreciate from an aesthetic point, um, not particularly a historically accurate point. Um but that white dress was excellent, excellent. And her hair, I appreciate it. Um, Accuracy-wise, let's give it a P- B+. Plus. <laughs> <laughs> because it's, it's, it's laying flat on her head. Yeah, and, and she has a straight hair parting as well, which is very appropriate. So, absolutely. But there were some kind of weird clothing, I think. But I don't know. There was, yeah. I mean, I'm I'm usually usually not one who sort of looks at the clothing yeah. that closely, at least not as as much as you do. Uh, but there was at one point, I think, when she was at the beach and she was waiting for Jonathan, and she had a, re- a dress that was rather nice, but she had like mm. a p- pink belt or or like a ri- ribbon around mm. her waist, and yeah. I didn't I didn't think the pink s- color sort of gelled with the rest of the dress and mm. sort of that looks mm. out of place and it was just mm. strange <laughs> yeah no i don't i don't remember it but i can see what you mean like sometimes mm. the choices in color that they make it might seem well when they put the outfit together but if it's not ac- 
if it's not 100 <laughs> percent mm. thought through then it might come off a bit weird and i i just know that there was one dress that just looked a bit off to me it might be you know accurate but it, it just didn't feel like it was the right choice for the movie if that makes sense mm. uh, however i really really i mean i want this for myself because it looked a beautiful to comfortable which is basically how i want my life to be um but that is her nightgown which she wears quite a lot and it, it's got a lot of drawstrings and things like that and it was just she looked kind of vulnerable but at the same time structured uh so it wasn't just like a piece of you know very very see-through uh, f- f- simple kind of fabric or, or simple kind of, of uh, garment it was it had a bit of details and things like that so she didn't look too exposed even though she looked I don't know but it was just one of those fitting things that I was like I like it I want it for myself and I also like it in this scene mm. <laughs> so um, yeah but how do you feel about uh, let's get into the characters a little bit just keeping it spoiler free um like we intend to but is there anything you want to say about maybe Nosferatu himself like how would you compare him to original Nosferatu I can't really I just remember that Nosferatu in the old one is kind of scary (laughs) scary looking uh how would you say that he compares to this new guy um I think look like like look wise like in the the outfit and the the makeup and everything, um, the 1922 version and the 1979 version looks, you know, coherent. You know, you mm-hmm. recognize them as the same character, even though they're played by different actors. But, you know, it's... Uh, I think Herzog has really played on, on what made the original Nosferatu so iconic in, in mm. the way he looked. So I, mm. I really appreciate that. Um, in the 1922 version, I feel like Nosferatu um, was more more of a pure evil kind of guy. Um, yes. There wasn't really any nuance to his character and there wasn't supposed to be really. While the 1979 version at least gives him more of a sort of tortured soul kind of kind mm. of uh, personality. Um, because he does talk about, you know, how he suffers by being immortal and, ha- you know, the sort of the horror that comes with being immortal and, and that kind of um, scenario. And I think that gives the 1979 version um, a little bit more depth, depth, um, a little bit more, um, well, personality, <laughs> simply. Um, mm. uh, he's still evil, you know, he's still the bad guy of the film, but he's more of a, he's more human in some way, I guess. Um, yeah, because it, I feel like he has, he has more motives mm. in this movie as far as I remember like I said it's been so long Um, but just more motive and like you say more depth and I feel like that also opens up for more than one interpretation Mm. um, of the character and and that is um, that is that means that you can see it more times (laughs) and maybe come up with you know some new things for every time you watch it so yeah so I, I think that he is a very nuanced character and I feel like there's a lot that you can take with you from this version of 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 dracula i i think it's a very competently done dracula that has has um uh, rewatch <laughs> rewatch uh, value let's say mm. uh, and it just i kind of want to compare it to 
a television series because I I need I need to talk to someone about this television series and, and unfortunately Linnea you have to deal with it right now <laughs> <laughs> but there was a series on Netflix called uh, Dracula earlier this year I think like even like January so we're talking mm. way back and it was one of those series that initially seemed like it could be fun and kind of gory and and just interesting and you would get a lot of Dracula's point of view um, boy what a shit show mm-hmm. way to demystify a character which is so beloved <laughs> not beloved in that way but you know like mm. it's one of those characters which there's just a lot you can a lot of interpretations you know and, and aesthetics that you can play with with Dracula Mm. And this just wasn't it. I I believe that there, it it feels like there was like ten episodes or something. But I'm sure it was like four. Or, you know, it just <laughs> went on, and it was so soapy. And the honestly, the the thought behind it, because it, you you kind of follow Dracula, and it's from his point of view. Because mm. correct me if I'm wrong, but I believe that Dracula, the book, is sort of told with diaries and letters and that's mostly it yes and this is kind of like playing out like what actually happened like we have those letters from uh, the sea captain who's writing Mm. oh we have all these uh, uh, deaths so we don't know what's going on well here you get to see what's going on you get to see all of these things and so theoretically it's it's cool and interesting but just not done this way Mm. So, um, you know, uh, thank you for um, this therapy <laughs> session. I really needed to talk about Dracula. I didn't know I needed to talk about Dracula and uh, um, bitch on it a little bit. But uh, <laughs> well, I yeah. haven't, I haven't seen it, so I can't, uh, uh, I can't give don't. you any anything back. Yeah. Um, or see the first episode and just see, like, you know, then you're in the know of of of, <laughs> of, of it. Yeah, I don't know, I don't know. Stay away. Mm. Uh, <laughs> watch this instead for your um, Halloween time well you already have Linnea but now I'm talking yeah. to the listener here so I'm kind of um, curious um, which version did you watch because there is a Dutch Ger- German language version mm. and a, an English language version and they're not dubs they're actually Herzog actually recorded yeah. two different <laughs> versions so I'm curious which one you watched he, he recorded some some things in either language I think and then he dubbed the parts needed so it's kind of confusing there's not like two versions there's two versions in some scenes I think and well, then I, I, well, dubbed. I, I was under or... the impression that there were two versions um, except I think in some cases they had to dub the English actors because they were they spoke with too heavy yeah. of an accent or something. that's probably that's yeah, probably yeah. what I mean or like how yeah, I yeah what I read but I interpreted a little bit yeah. too more I guess uh, I watched the German version and mm. boy did I struggle to watch the German version because my DVD has two sides and it's written in like tiny 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 text oh. uh, the the title in either English or Dutch. Oh, why did I say Dutch? Uh, German. And I was like, which side is this? Is this one of those, like, you know, it's going to stop in the middle of the movie and I have to change sides and everything. So I, I think I flipped that DVD like four times ah. before realizing <laughs> that I was doing the right thing the entire time. So uh, anyway, yes, I watched the German version and I um, I can't say if I would have preferred the English version, but it was it was really nice in the, in the, in the German version. So... Uh, did you watch which? 
I watched the German as well, and ah, that's because yeah. my my DVD only had the German, so I didn't oh. really have a choice. You couldn't um, even flip your DVD. No, four I couldn't. Times. No. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I must confess, uh, even though I think Herzog has said that he 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 considers the German version the superior one, I have to confess that I would have probably preferred the the English version uh, because there are oh. certain pieces of dialogue. That I think is supposed to sound really poetic, but the German language just doesn't do it any mm. service. You know, it's it kind of it kind of works against it. I think, um, and yes, that is an insult to the German language. <laughs> I I just I don't think it's a beautiful language. I don't I don't think it sounds. You know, when you're trying like in in poetry or in mm. music, for example, when you need to have a certain sort of melody to your language mm. i just don't think that this language is suited for that it's suited for other mm. things you know but not not that and i also don't consider swedish to be <laughs> suited for that but that's another discussion for another time i guess uh, <laughs> no fair uh, but per- personal preference does play a part in like mm. how you perceive art uh, and film so so you know uh, fair if if someone feels like their german isn't really a language that sounds beautiful to them go for the English version. Uh, I really enjoyed um, the German version and I think Germany, like German language is nice as long as someone's not shouting because then it's um, scary. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, I, I would I would recommend it. Um, and also, I kind of feel like I want to watch everything that uh, Isabel, I don't know how to pronounce it exactly, but Isabel Adjani, um, mm. everything she's in, I want to see. So that's also something I t- I'm taking with with me from watching this movie. Uh, but all in all, it sounds like we're, uh, you know, we're, we're recommending this as a Halloween watch with a bit of an asterisk, like if you don't like slow movies, stay away from this one. Uh, and I would, I said that in the one we watched Vampire as well, like, but there I said, like, just wait, <laughs> because after the first third, it'll it'll speed up this one i feel like it's 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 slower for longer so if 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 it's not your thing watch watch bram stoker's dracula by coppola instead yeah fair enough yeah that's a bit speedier (laughs) of a version equally gorgeous though even more so but um yeah any any anything else you want to mention before we maybe wrap it up. Um, I watched this as a double feature with the 1922 version uh, because mm-hmm. I had both on DVD and uh, I figured it would be good to watch the 22 version for the podcast as well. Um, I would not recommend watching the two together because they are very, very similar to each other. <laughs> it sounds uh, a bit like you're ODing <laughs> on... Uh, uh, yeah. yeah, a little bit, but yeah. I, when I was watching, I watched the 79 version first because I, I had mm. to sort of get that done for the podcast, yeah. so I think you know, let, let's let's watch it, and then if I have time, I'll watch twenty two version. I I finished the nineteen twenty two version like an hour before recording, so you know that's sort of how close <laughs> it got. <laughs> uh, but as I was watching the nineteen twenty two version, I was sort of comparing it all the time, and it was interesting to compare and see how much material mm. the nineteen seventy nine version actually kept because it mm. kept a lot. Like you, you, there's really only like 
I would say three or four things, major things in the plot that has been changed. Uh, otherwise, it's, otherwise, it's very faithful to the 1922 version. Um, so, you know, it was an interesting experience to watch them together and compare, yeah. but I wouldn't rec- necessarily recommend <laughs> that as a double feature because they're maybe a little bit too similar <laughs> to each other. Um, yeah. Pick one, uh, <laughs> and I think you will be satisfied with that. Don't do what I did, kids. <laughs> Don't do this for us. <laughs> yeah, awesome. So, what are we watching next week? Oh, next week. Well, we are continuing with uh, our vampire mania, mm-hmm. uh, and uh, we are uh, not traveling to Transylvania. Uh, at least I don't think so. We are traveling to Brooklyn. Yeah, we are watching Vampire in Brooklyn, um, which I have not seen. <laughs> so it's going to be exciting. I have, and I am excited to hear what you think about it. Uh... <laughs> yeah. So. Um... That was Nosferatu. Yeah. I recommend. With a caveat. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I, like I said, I don't think it's a bad film. It just wasn't for me. But mm-hmm. listener, it might be for you. So do check it out. I mean, it is, it is a well-made film. And I think it's mm. exactly what the director intended it to be. Mm. And if you like his vision, you know, you're, you're going to love it. Mm. Um, so absolutely do check it out. Uh, and listener... You know, if you already have seen this version of Nosferatu or the 1922 version or have read the Dracula book or whatever, if you have any thoughts uh, you want to share... Or if you're uh, a vampire, you know, share. That too, that too. If you want to share uh, your thoughts with us, uh, you can go to our Facebook page at Starcrash Podcast. Uh, and also, uh, we have an Instagram account, if that's more to, you, to your liking. And that's also at Starcrash Podcast. Uh, and join us next week uh, or next time as we sit down and talk about Vampire in Brooklyn. Bye-bye. Bye bye. Bye.